You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. To be honest, it was the promise of being able to get back to normal life, Um, seeing things open again, um, seeing shows being booked, um, seeing bands go on tour, um, like start booking tours. Um, You know, uh, the fact that travel wasn't really an issue anymore. Um, You know, you can go out and do, you know, you can fly wherever you want and no big problems, no no weird sketchy things it's all normal um so yeah it just it feels like we're getting really close to normalcy now so i'm like yeah i'm feeling better about this man we're all getting good hey what's up vox and hops heads i'm matt the vocalist of cryptopsy and the host of the vox and hops metal podcast brought to you by sound talent media where i sit down with fellow metal musicians talk about their lies music and craft beer this vox and hops episode is presented by heavy montreal Heavy Montreal is Montreal's premier metal promoter. They put on a bunch of sick shows throughout the year. But more than that, they also put on one of North America's best metal festivals, and that's the absolute truth. I have played festivals all across the globe, and Heavy Montreal is up there with the best of them. I am beyond stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, something else that I would love for you to do would be to tell a friend about the podcast. If there is someone in your life that enjoys metal and craft beer, then you should absolutely tell them about Vox and Hops. You can tell them that there are over 290 episodes for them to go back and listen to featuring conversations with some of the biggest and best metal musicians. If you were to do that and encourage one of your friends to become a future Vox and Hopshead, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, on today's episode, I'm very stoked to have back on the podcast the one, the only, Adam D. of Killswitch Engage, Times of Grace, and Serpentine Dominion. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 291. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I am back with Adam Dukowitz of Kill Switch Engage, Times of Grace, and Serpentine Dominion. Adam, last time we were together, we were at Heavy Montreal, and uh, we shared a brew. We had a good time. Uh, it's been a while. How are you doing? It feels like forever ago, man. Oh, my God. So much has happened, that, and so much has not happened. It's just... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I, I look back at that meeting as a, uh, a wonderful time and a great day, and and there's been such a void of that for like the last two years. <laughs> so yeah, here we are. Yeah, <laughs> ready for more, um, more shows and uh, more festivals. Yeah, I think it's it's time. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's jump into the thick of it. Uh, how did you cope with the glorious time, the glorious year of 2020, and now half of 2021? How have you coped, Adam? Um, quite honestly, I coped vi- quite terribly. Um, I, I didn't do so well. Um, you know, everybody, uh, most people took this time to, uh, maybe better themselves. Um, you learn hobbies, read books and whatnot. I just, uh, hurt my back and spiraled into a deep, dark depression and drank a lot. Really? So yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? Um, so yeah, it, it got pretty bad. Um, 
Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot better now, man. I am. Good. Were you doing something energetic, hurting your back, or was it a meaningless task? It's yet another one of those meaningless situations where it just happened over time and it just got worse. And, um, you know, it's funny. It, I think it actually sourced from uh, me working on um, demos and guitar parts for that Times of Grace record and uh, another project. Um, playing guitar at my desk and just slouching for hours and hours. Uh, really? So, yeah, yeah. Slouching is like the worst thing you can do for your back, man. Um, especially like when you have something like I do, I, you have like all these like shot discs in your, in your spinal cord, um, where you have all this like gelatinous garbage pushing into your canal and, you know, pressing on your, uh, your spinal cord. Um, yeah, it just makes it worse and inflames all that and squishes out the junk into the, the part that you no know, touchy. <laughs> not supposed to touch that stuff, the nerve part. So, yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're you're on the better side of things. Um, yeah. yeah. Got through the the darkness and are closer to the light. We are closer to playing shows. I've been saying we must be halfway now. I always feel on a long car ride. If I know I'm at least halfway is gone, I feel a little bit better than I did at the beginning. So we must be halfway by now. Well, shows are already happening in places. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's 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 happening, man. It's it's coming back. So that's good. Did you cope? Did you cope well? Did you get it like hobbies and stuff? I dove deep into the podcast and have been talking to people all over the globe versus just face to face, which is what I would have done the whole time with the podcast. So it just opened the doors to be able to connect with anyone. So I made like a COVID list and I've, uh, I've hit quite a few of those people. So it's been for, for me, it's been, it's been good. The podcast. Plus I got to spend a bunch of time with my kids. That's great. That's awesome. See, a lot of people made out like that. It's good. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Now, it's a little early for you, so you're not drinking a craft beer, but what are you drinking today, Adam? Just a little espresso. Uh, I got an espresso machine at my house. Uh, I've fallen in love with... Um, I just love intense flavors. And, uh, you know, I want my coffee as dark and uh, just, just you know, rip your face off as possible, which is kind of like... Um, well, I like the rip your face off thing when it comes to beer, um, but not the dark so much. I do like dark stuff. You know, I've been getting into now um, cigars, which is not really? such a good hobby. Yeah, not a good hobby to have. But um, that and a, a really heavy stout, you know, just nothing like it. Mm, there's a adroit theory that they pair on their cans uh, cigars that go with the beer. And I, I think that's super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's what it's a wonderful thing. On my side, I have three beers here. I, I, I had my mind made up last night because I know you're really into the West Coast IPA style brews. So I wanted to to honor and respect that. So this is a, a brew that was brewed as a part of Brutal North America, which is uh, Vox and Hops' latest collab project. This is uh, The Agonist, one of my good friends here from Montreal, and Le Fermentals. Brew is my guide. It's a 7% IPA, double dry hop IPA, but it has more of like a West Coast tang. It's got a little bit of a Belgian feel to it. And then some shameless self-plugging here. We, we got we got Crisp Topsy, uh, Crip Topsy's uh, Pilsner Supremacy, which is a New World Pilsner, so it's a double dry hopped mono mosaic hops. Pilsner, which is another option from Kanawaki Brewing, and then Kanawaki Brewing was a part of Brutal North America as well with Cryptopsy, where we did Cold Haze, Warm Blood, the double New England with blood orange juice. Nice. <laughs> which one should I drink? I'll let you choose. Uh, maybe the um, 
Well, shoot, I kind of want to say the first one. Um, Brew is my guide. The the yeah, awesome from Le Fermentor. Killer. I want to go back. I'll pour this out as I do this. I want to hear about your very first beer. I think last time we together we did not talk about that. I would like to hear about the first beer that Adam drank. Oh, geez, uh, probably. Probably sneaking some some Bud Heavies from my my dad's garage. <laughs> um, I'm thinking it was like uh, terrible tasting. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, man, you know it's funny. I was actually straight edge until about twenty four, twenty five, um, and so I didn't really drink at all. And like, I think I was it was my job at the time that made me just like jump into like, you know, it's time for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, w- I was working as a, um, a telemarketer of all things. Oh yeah. I've done um, that. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's soulless. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> sore. And I, I would, I just, I would rather do anything else but that man. Um, yeah. I just remember just getting down to my job. Like, man, this is not a good time. I'm not really enjoying this. And just coming home one day and be like, you know, why don't I try a Guinness? Wow. That was my, like just diving right in. That was my first real, like, I'm going to drink some beer tonight. And I did some Guinness and uh, it tickled me right. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that Guinness. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, It's been quite a, uh, a whirlwind of discovery with beer uh, being so, um, like the whole craft industry just blowing up over the past, you know, what, 10, 15 years. Um, and just finding new styles and new, like, it's just, it's a whole new world compared to when I, you know, first had that, that Guinness, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's exactly where I wanted to go. I wanted to know when did you discover craft beer? When did you discover beer could be more? And do you remember a specific beer that really blew your mind? Well, I, I guess it, it started with, um, I, I stayed with Guinness and like uh, like Bass um, for my beginning stages of uh, enjoying beers, and then um, it started picking up when I was when um, I had my first Sammy uh, Sam Adams. I was like, "That's that's a really good beer, and it's not from a macro brewery." Mm-hmm. Um, geez, after that, it's, it's such a weird, um, I don't remember like how, how it went from that, except the, uh, we would go to Europe. I would try some funny beers in Europe and be like, that's pretty cool. And you know, there is this one, uh, I think it's a brewery from Norway. I forgot their name. Uh, what's the, what's the biggest brewery from Norway in there? Um, oh, Omnipolo. Or is that Sweden? No, I think that might be Sweden. Anyway, I, I had this first, uh, the, for the first time, I had this um, insanely dry hopped um, ale um, in Norway of all places. And I was like, holy shit, what is, that is so insanely cool and floral. Um, and then, oh, geez, I think I started working on records out here in San Diego uh, with Azalea Dying. And of course, it's all over after that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I want to say like, I, I think I was drinking stone before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think the, the history of the West coast IPA really, you know, came from, from this place, man. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Sierra Nevada is, uh, the real, you know, founders of that style. But, you know, I think San Diego just took that a 
Now they passed the ball to him and they just didn't stop running, man. <laughs> it's like, here we go. Something in the water over there. The, the water for making a beer is so important. And uh, the San Diego scene has such a unique taste. That it's definitely, there's something in the water going on over there. Well, actually there is. Yeah. Um, you, need, you need a high uh, alkalinity. So yeah, there's, it's part of it. Amazing. Uh, I spoke to uh, Jesse earlier this year, and uh, he mentioned that if you were to retire, which you're obviously not going to, you would probably end up becoming a brewer. Is that something that resonates with you? Apparently, you read a lot about brewing beer. You Is that something that is that truth? I don't know if it's truth. I, I get so burnt out on cleaning. <laughs> you know, and you know when you make beer, like the, the, the littlest little thing, if it's not perfectly sterile it can really throw out throw in some off colors so um it's a lot of fun uh, and i still haven't like brewed anything that i'm like particularly like super proud of so i don't i don't know if like i, I would want to do it full time but it's still like i've been meaning to get back into doing it i haven't really done much uh since uh the pandemic um but it's it's just interesting i'm just so damn fascinated with you know uh, recipes and you know how many different how just interchanging one little thing in a, in a recipe can drastically affect the flavor profile of a beer you know um and even like if you want to go crazy it's just like the, the hop varieties oh, like yeah. you know i'm a west west coast fan it's like the hop varieties are just insane it's like and they keep making more because they're crossbreeding and it's yep. just like oh my god this is just getting insane <laughs> yeah so um but it's just, it's nuts. The, the sky's the limit. You can, you can do so many different things with it, you know, it's, so I don't know. I guess that's the long answer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you if you get there, I'll, just, de- I'll definitely come taste one of your beers for sure. <laughs> I just hate cleaning, man. I'm this, this anal retentive person. I just, I feel like it's never going to be clean. So I'll just keep scrubbing and just, it never ends. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a, a nightmare of yours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 Kind of, yeah. I had a chat with Eddie Torres of the RRBG podcast. He mentioned that you walked into Cigar City once while he was working there, and he took you in the back, and he basically launched his podcast with you and creating a live or just brewing. Is that is that how that all thing that whole thing came together? That is how it uh, came together. Um, I believe I was there with uh, our drummer hmm. uh, Justin and my friend Corey, and we were there uh, just on a whim. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm a craft beer fan. Um, you know, I was like, Oh, cigar city, you know, they're, that was back when they were in a small, they were a small deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I was like, Oh, we're actually down visiting Florida for, um, some baseball spring training games. That no, wasn't even a gig. I thought you were on the road. Okay, cool. Oh no, no, no. We're just down visiting for some, some baseball. And, uh, I was like, Oh, this craft brewery sounds pretty cool. I think I've might've heard of them. And so we went and just checked it out and, you know, started dancing around with the, the menu and drinking some stuff. And then uh, he recognized me and then, yeah, we just <laughs> hit it off and shot the shit. And, and alas, his podcast was born. I know it's amazing. And he's still going, he's doing, yeah. doing really well. Uh, he was actually a part of brutal North America. I got him a, uh, a beer collab. So it was made me very happy. Yeah. He did a 
Did he do a lager with you? He did a lager, yeah, with Sam Riggins of Cosmic Eye Brewing. Uh, and the name of the the brew is really funny. It's like, I don't even listen to podcasts because he doesn't listen to podcasts except for Vox and Hops and the RRBG podcast. So I think that's hilarious. Uh, this is a <laughs> Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops episode. So I want to hear about your memories, anecdotes, something you can talk about that's special about Montreal, playing Montreal. That's where my horse wife, wife lives. Uh, I have a, um, a French Canadian, uh, horse wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So I need some, please, please <laughs> specify what a horse wife is. She, she speaks no English. So we've never really had a conversation. Um, <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. So for some reason, just like we, we've had this history of us like wearing horse masks on stage. Like I'll just put on a horse mask and like run around on stage and, you know, surprise the guys. And it's, it's hysterical every time because it's a, it's a human body with a horse. head. It's just like the funniest <laughs> thing you've ever seen, you know? Um, so, Oh man, I have so many heavy MTL things to talk about. Um, <laughs> so we're playing at, uh, uh, at heavy MTL and, these people are having a great time, they're partying, and all of a sudden I noticed this topless girl in the crowd on her friend's shoulders with a horse mask. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my fucking God, that's the funniest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, her boobs out, horsey head, just partying, and I'm like, oh my God, oh, I love you. And I'm just yelling at her, telling her I love her. <laughs> and somehow, like, it's just, I'm... I never forgot Horsewoman. And the next time we played, she was there again and she did it. I'm like, oh my God, it's Horsewoman again. I love you, Horsewoman. So um, our, my dude, uh, my stage dude actually got her to come up on stage. She had a shirt on. I uh, got her to come out on stage and uh, I proposed marriage to Horsewoman and she just is like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't speak French. And that was it. Yeah, to that, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was like the best, the best, uh, the funniest thing ever for us. I don't know why we find so much humor in horse masks. And then um, <laughs> another great uh, memory. Uh, another year, we uh, were backstage and Real Big Fish, the ska band, were next door, and I, I don't know how we just started like hitting it off with the trombone player, and and then. So this light bulb just appeared over my head, I swear. I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest idea ever. And I asked him, uh, we have a song called uh, The End of Heartache. And there's just main motif that just goes, um, um, after the, um, and I was like, what if that was trombone? <laughs> I talked to him and I'm like, would you be, would you want to do this? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. So I just, you know, told him all the notes and all the, the everything that needs to happen. And he came up and he played trombone on the end of heartache. And Amazing. We were, we were shitting our pants. <laughs> we were laughing so hard. We were like, this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I love how you guys never take yourselves too seriously it's rock and roll man it's rock and roll and it's not supposed to be like everybody be mean to each other for the next 45 minutes you know <laughs> Part, grab a beer and have a good time man right that doesn't translate into death metal very much though death metal was still yeah. we're still evil for that yeah, 45 minutes and then you come and talk to me afterwards and i'm the nice guy at the merch table right yeah burn <laughs> burn some churches and, and say some satanic uh verses and, yeah 
Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. You just dropped uh, a new record, Times of Grace. <laughs> Songs of Loss and Separation came out uh, yesterday, which is dating when we're doing this, but it's 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 fun when it's the day after. So did you did you get to celebrate a bit yesterday? No, I took the evening off actually because I was celebrating the three days before. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you do? Do you, do you still celebrate releases or is it? No, I don't at all. Um, no, it was my girlfriend. My girlfriend actually had three days off this week, so we uh, we got to hang out for three days straight, and um, we ended up uh, going to a winery the day before. So. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't ready to have any drinks yesterday. <laughs> First record, it's been 10 years, dropping it during a pandemic. I've been talking to lots of artists, dropping records throughout a pandemic. I know that it's a difficult time to do so. Cryptopsy, we've had inner discussions about if we were going to release a record right now, would we? Would we hold on to it? Is it just going to be forgotten? What was your and Jesse's and everyone involved's mindset for dropping the record now? Well... Um, it was pretty much, you know, uh, the, the, the vocals were pretty much done, uh, before all of that went down. Um, so it was kind of more so me just having the, finally having the time to, uh, get the bass and the guitars recorded, uh, and put the finishing touches on it. Um, and that's obviously something I can do all by myself. Um, so I just got it, got it done with, you know, finally buttoned it up and, uh, there it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting album. I listened to it extensively since it dropped yesterday. It's it's different. It's um it's definitely not uh for Kill Switch fans exclusively. It's uh it's not very metal. Yeah. But that, I I'm perfectly fine with that. I I'm all over the place and I know a lot of fans are as well. And so are you. You know, you you are more than just Adam D from Kill Switch. You you've been mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of things. So so it's it's in, how uh, liberating it is it is it to have this project where you can put those riffs that you probably had some for a while but they just never fit anywhere oh yeah it's it was just um honestly it was it was so much fun for me to have no expectations when writing the songs um yeah i could just do whatever the hell i wanted mm-hmm. um and you know i listen to all sorts of music so it was just it was fun to explore like more textural realms and you know, some sad bastard realms and, yep. uh, you know, just do some, something completely different. Like I've never released anything like this. Um, so it's, uh, and, and I, I sing a bunch more too. So yep. it's, it, it, um, 
it was a it was a challenge and it was also just yeah liberating you could say yeah because mm, you, you know with, when you got serpentine dominion where you got your extremeness covered kill switch is a mix of both times of graces now have this this zenness almost this more uh, melancholic side of adam d uh, it makes me wonder when is there going to be just a solo adam d project where you just do everything you sing because i know you sing well and you, and you sing well on this record and you've been singing well for many years so uh i i don't have the confidence or the chops to do so um because you're too uh, difficult you're so difficult uh, yeah. you're, you're a producer that's why <laughs> just like chris donaldson he's so rough on me and jesse was mentioning the same thing too you know like when you fuck up one thing on stage and you get off stage and the producer guy goes mm-hmm, and you're like yes i know thank yeah. you <laughs> well if it's a blatant mistake that almost throws off the entire band like i can't have him in my ears now. like because he'll like, t- timing uh, yes uh jesse has this timing issue where like once in a while he'll just get so thrown off and mm. it just turns the vocal train wrecks. He's driving. He's on a motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, but if I hear it, it I'll, I'll lose mm-hmm. my place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. Because I'll start paying attention to it and you're like, Hold, what the fuck are you doing? And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm somewhere where I'm not supposed to be. And then ta- catastrophe, man. Catastrophe. <laughs> the black spiral void. Yeah. My, my, um, my monitors, it's just me and Justin. That's it. Yeah, uh, and then you can't fuck up because it's just you and the drums. And if it's not right, it's my fault. You know. So you don't have the confidence vocally or the chops. You're saying vocally to to yeah, yeah. to I'd, front I'd, your I'd, own project. Sorry, I, that went off on a different tangent. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's good. I, I brought you right back. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I I feel um, this is why I like working with Jesse. Um, he's he's much more uh, poetic, um, and he just has a way with words more than I do. Um, you know, he, he's got such a creative brain with uh, illusion and, you know, using metaphors and uh, just my, my brain doesn't think like that. I'm so damn literal and I just see things for what they are. And, you know, and it's just, you know, even the way I can, I think about song structure and music at times, it's, it's very calculated and thought out. But um, so I think he and I make a good team when it comes to, you know, writing lyrics and, you know, putting vocal parts down. Well, I'm still. I, I believe in you. I think you could pull it off, but it might take a few ah, more shit. years. Uh, Kill yeah. Switch Engage is doing vaccinated and intoxicated from the Palladium. Of course, I love that. Yep, and I like yep. the name. The name is amazing too. Of course, yeah. who came up with the name? Right? So, the name sounds amazing. Oh, it's, that's you. It right? was me all the me all the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, I was because I was thinking just like, why don't we do a, like some kind of um, title that kind of encompasses like the times uh-huh. like why we're why we're playing in the palladium with no fucking people here because i'll tell you that right away that was like the most um awkward thing for me like i i can't get on stage and like rock out you know when like nobody's there man like where the fuck i'm, I'm usually i have to feed off the energy of the crowd and like i'm there to like party with the people there you know and like there's nobody there i'm like don't want to party with myself i'm just gonna shit i don't know what to do <laughs> I, I just came up with it so you can kind of get the vibe that like yeah this this is like a thing during covid and yeah we're drunks <laughs> uh, I, I spoke to jesse i think we had our conversation in november um he was talking about you guys have been speaking about doing a live stream 
since then, before mm-hmm. that point. But you guys want you guys wanted to do something big, something special, something for the fans. Um, mm-hmm. Why now, when shows are basically coming back? I know. Um, well, I think we we really hit a big speed bump with um, the fact that we live so far apart from each other. Um, and I personally wasn't comfortable with coming back to Massachusetts without getting vaccinated first because uh, my grandmother is really old. So, um, and if I'm going all the way to Massachusetts, I got to see my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, there's lots of reasons. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure Justin wasn't comfortable, uh, traveling without, you know, being, getting all shot up. So, um, and we want to be the assholes that get somebody sick. No, know? no, hell no. Um, I don't care if I die. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> at all, but, uh, I don't want to get anyone sick. Um, so it took us a long time to finally get the opportunity to get practiced up and then uh, finally get together. So, um, yeah, we're, we're late to the game, but um, it's also something we wanted to do to, you know, drop a little like, Hey, we're going to play the whole record that we were supposed to tour on. You know, we're like, we're going to go out and um, promote the new record when COVID hit. Yeah. It was just about to start or it was just started with August Brandon's red, right? It ju- yeah. And uh, light the torch. That's correct. And it, ju- and it got shut down after two days. Oh. I was like, oh, fuck. Those tour shirts. Fucking tour shirts. But <laughs> Yeah, dude. This, the, all the overhead, all the losses on that was just insane. So it's just like, oh, my God. And like, I've, and you feel for all the people that bought tickets to it, too, you know? It's uh-huh. like, because, you know, all the venues obviously don't want to refund. Um, and they want to just do, do it as a postponement. So it's like, all these people bought all these tickets and... Now they're just like, well, fuck. Now what? You know, it's just so. Yeah, um, that's that's why the delay, and that's why we did what we did because uh, we want to be able to share the record with people. So thought it'd be a cool way. Like, we're not obviously not going to play the whole record live when we, we finally do um, go out and promote it. So um, yeah, I thought it was just a cool way to do it. Like, hey, here's the whole record. We us playing it. Check it out. That's amazing. Amazing. Um, is that tour? actually being rescheduled though we're still talking about yeah uh routing right now so amazing amazing absolutely montreal Um, day we're gonna hang out yeah yeah i hope so man (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i want to talk about a new beer that's coming um something that i helped orchestrate i don't know if you know this but i know this uh joaquin penna who is from ilsa street brewing he's actually the dude i was conversating with him and where Brutal North America was born was through a conversation with him. Uh, the initial idea grew into Brutal North America. Uh, so when I had a chat with Jesse, he had mentioned that he's gluten-free. Uh, we had discussed a little bit about making a beer for him. And I know that Joaquin was a huge fan of you guys. So I basically just did like an intro email. And now there's a beer being born out of this mm-hmm. and i think it's so damn cool it's with departed souls ilsa street brewing it's called blue medusa i love the beer style a blueberry crumb cake sour gluten-free from new jersey 5.5 percent abv do you like this beer and i don't think it does it fall into your palate <laughs> register <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest. It doesn't sound like the first thing I would choose um, on a menu. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I've, I've gotten so burnt out on um, people throwing fruits and beers, um, especially things that are not 
uh, gosas or uh, sours. Uh, so the last thing, like when, I'm, when I want a beer, I guess I don't want anything fruit related um, and or cake related. Um, so. <laughs> so this is a beer for cool. Jesse. <laughs> cake, cake beer. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much so. Yeah, I, I think Jesse. It is very cool, though. And the, the, the lineup, I think it's coming out very, very soon because it's t- to line up with the album release. For t- um, yeah, I think Jesse uh, planned all this on his own. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so happy that it happened. I like when things like these happen. When I just drop a seed and then I walk away and then things happen, it makes me very excited. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah, um, go for it. If, if this truly is a gluten-free or free beer, what? how are they sourcing um, the fermentables? Hmm. Like the malts, do you mean? Yeah, like they must, they must just they be turn- using like sorghum or or spelt or something like that. Yeah, right, right. I'm, but I'm, I, just, I'm pretty I'm sure that Departed that. Souls. I didn't do my enough research before this, but I have a feeling that Departed Souls makes gluten free beer. I think that's right. what's happening. I think that it, uh, Joaquin hit up Departed Souls because they are specialists in this. So. Gotcha. Yep. I feel like that's what happened. I hope I'm right on that. And if I'm not, Wakim, you can tell me. Um, <laughs> you've been mentioning that you're, you went through some dark times. Um, we talked about having a hard time not being on stage, performing on stage without a crowd. Uh, for myself, I'm very lucky I get to do the podcast right before I sit down here. I get those same little like goosebumps, the little uh, the energy, the excitement that I would get before I step onto stage. How have you been filling the void of performing? Oh God, um, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't at all. Um, it's it's going to be great to get back to it. Um, uh, been through a crazy uh, five months of trying to find a place to live. Really? Wow. That was another thing that sucked up a lot of time. Um, yeah, we ended up uh, selling our house um, like halfway through the pandemic. And let me tell you something, it's really easy to sell a house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right now. But if you need to find a place to live, you are a screwed human being. You got to um, pay a lot more money than you, you want. Yep. That and even the, the we couldn't find a place to rent even because we have two pit bulls. And dude, it, the breed restriction thing is so ridiculous. Yep. It's not... It's not the breed. It's the owner. Damn it. I agree. Um, yeah. So like, you know, our dogs are so sweet. Um, so yeah, we, I went through, they were America's dog back in the day. Hell yeah, man. They always say Abe Lincoln. That's, that's, he had a pit bull. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was part of, uh, that whole depressive, uh, situation where I went through where, um, just had so much going on, just trying to find a place to live. Um, yeah, I haven't filled, that void at all Um, it's such a big part of your personality yeah i I like i like getting out and touring man um i I think that's another thing i I miss the travel of it all um that's that's been killing me like i live in california it's a wonderful place to live and like lately you know the last year i've just been like i need to get the hell out of here (laughs) it's just i you know they say a rolling stone gathers no moss. So there's a lot of moss on me right now, man. I need to <laughs> need to get out and do something, you know? Oh. You were in that dark, dark place. What what brought you out of it? What was that light that finally helped you stand up and shake things off? To be honest, it was the promise of being able to get back to normal life. Um, seeing things open again. Um, seeing shows being booked. Um, seeing bands go on tour. Um like start booking tours um you know uh 
the fact that travel wasn't really an issue anymore. Um, you know, you can go out and do, you know, you can fly wherever you want and no big problems, no, no weird sketchy things. It's all normal. Um, so yeah, it just, it feels like we're getting really close to normalcy now. So I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling better about this, man. We're all getting good. That makes me very happy. I'm happy you're feeling better and, uh, very excited to see you back on the road, back on stage where you're meant to be. Not slouched over writing riffs, which which is a good thing yeah. for you to do as well. But you you need you need to get one of those posturepedic chairs or something. Oh, I, I, re- <laughs> I rethought my whole game, man. I I went to uh, I went to Costco. They got these um these desks, these motorized desks. They're just perfect. You can raise them up and down, stand up desk. It is sick. It's yeah. a game changer, dude. Oh my god. Even for mixing, I'm just I'm just imagining. Because oh, yeah. I, I know Donaldson, Absolutely. Chris Donaldson, my guitarist, sits in his, he has the spot, that's the spot in his mixing room that, that where he needs to mix from. Well, it depends on um, how your speakers are pointed at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're on a stand, or if they're on your desk, if you put them on your desk and you, um, and you float them, um, they obviously travel up and down. Oh, okay. So your apex, your apex changes with uh, your, your desk level. <laughs> so. Amazing. Something you, you've had a vast impact on my editing of my podcast because during our last chat uh, you mentioned how much you hate the sound of lip smacking and oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you so pretend- now you're really getting in there right i, Just, I uh, cut out so much more since our chat <laughs> so thank, yeah. thank you for right. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, I love it. No, no. Any any productive uh, criticism is is always well and welcome. Any criticism is welcome as long as it's given it and delivered in the proper way. Uh, let's wrap yeah. this up. One last question. It probably happened to you a lot during your your dark spiral. Um, what is your hangover cure? Oof, uh, diet coke. Really? Um, oh yeah. Uh, well, first I try coffee because I love coffee. And when that doesn't work, I'll move to Diet Coke. I'll be pounding lots of water in the meantime. Um, And if the Diet Coke doesn't work, then I know it's going to be a long day. (laughs) Real long day. After that. Suffer through it. Yeah. um, Sleeping obviously helps. So get back in bed, try to take a nap if you have the the time um, and the freedom. Uh, that That seems to help a real lot. That's really... That's it. That's all I got. You got anything? Um, fruited sours <laughs> with, with really? coffee. You, just, you you grow you go, sorry you go right back in. Uh, I try not to because it really just delays the effects. It yeah, just snowballs right. into another day of enjoying craft beer, and then yeah. the next day <laughs> exactly. is just a mammoth hangover. Even, even worse. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> escape the pain that day. Yeah, you can't no escape way. the pain. That's 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 a good back quote um, <laughs> for a shirt. <laughs> thank you so much uh adam i really really appreciate it connecting with you again uh, everyone go ah, check my out my pleasure brand new times of grace songs of loss and separation came out on wicked good records uh i really really enjoyed this conversation i really really appreciate you being on vox and hops again cheers right on thanks for having me man appreciate it Thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, was I super stoked to get Adam D. back on the podcast. Huge fan of him. I know he loves craft beer. Uh, We always have a blast whenever we hang out. I'm looking forward to hanging out with him again in person. If he ever swings through Montreal again, I would absolutely love that. Adam, you rule. 
And I do have to say that since I recorded this interview, I have fallen deeply in love with the brand new Times of Grace record called Songs of Loss and Separation. The album had come out the day before we had this conversation, so I had listened to it, but I haven't really dived into it. And I have done that since then. And man, is this a great record. If you haven't checked it out, I strongly suggest that you do. It is most definitely going to be in my top 10 albums of 2021. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcasts mailing list. You could do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast throughout the past week, including all the details about any episodes which I dropped throughout that week, if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as the links to any upcoming Thirsty Thursday virtual hangs, as well as all of the information for any cool events that I have in the works, and the links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is available on both Apple Music and Spotify, and is curated by my man, Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself. So please do me a favor, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. There's just so much going on that I would hate for you to miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope that you have a glorious week. I will be back next week with two episodes, one on Tuesday and another on Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.